0: And welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma, and this is a podcast where I talk about books. Today I'm going to be talking about Red Tigers by Amelie Wen Zhao, And this is the second book in her trilogy that I don't the first book was Blood Air. I don't think this trilogy has a name. So uh yeah. And uh if you were here last week, I talked about Blood Air. And so now here I am with the follow-up. This book came out this year in March. And so, there will not be an episode this year, at least, about the last book, which is going to be called uh, Crimson Rain. Will there even be an episode about that last book? That is an absolutely valid question. And right now, the answer is I do not know. To be honest with you guys, I am not super excited to record this podcast episode. Normally, you know, I'd have to psych myself up a little bit because I get nervous. Even just like sitting alone in my closet recording this, I get nervous about recording sometimes. But I feel like my attitude towards recording this episode is the same attitude I had as I was reading this book And, oh god, here I go, I just gotta get it over with. Which is why I don't know if I'll read this third book. Normally I would kind of save this stuff for later, but I don't know. I just kind of it wasn't a true reading slump, but if you are a weekly listener, which if you are, thank you. If not, hey, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Um, You'll know that I typically post, I typically publish uh, an episode every single week and there was no episode two weeks ago and that's because reading this book and reading Blood Air took me a really, really long time. So, I had to skip a week because of extenuating circumstances, but now we're back with our normal, previously scheduled schedule. Huh, that doesn't really make sense. Anyway, so I had a hard time reading this book because I would pick it up and not want to read it, and then I would read it, and it it would read fast, but there's just some nights where I was like, "Mm, I think I'd rather just read random stuff on my phone than read this book in front of me, which, you know, is not exactly ideal. So I feel like you can already tell kind of where this episode's gonna go, um, my plot summary is probably about to be straight trash unlike last week's which I actually thought was pretty good because you know I had practiced. I did not practice this time and then the discussion section it's gonna happen. I have some thoughts. I have some heated opinions on some of this stuff so especially on Ramson I'm literally so upset with what the heck happened with his character this book. I feel like it literally was like what happened in the first book did not even happen to him but we're going to get into that. Um, let's see. So before we get into the plot summary, obviously got to give my di- standard disclaimer. i like don't know words today. I'd to give my standard disclaimer that if you do not want Red Tigress to be spoiled, stop here, go read the book and come back. Would I recommend this book? Um, Maybe. I just like am in a weird place with this series where I just don't know how I feel about it. With the first book, I felt like if you listen to that last episode, you'll know I felt kind of weird about it after like knowing all the controversy and then going back and reading it again and everything like that, whereas I had loved it the first time. And then also in the first book, you know, I read it again and then I saw all these parallels to other fantasy um, series that I have read that just made it seem like less standout-ish. I will say reading this book um, that the human trafficking element is a lot more like this is human trafficking, whereas in the first book, you know, you don't see... There were some times where I was like, wow, this does look pretty similar to slavery and whatever, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, you got to go listen to the first episode. I'm not explaining all that again here. And um, what was my other thought about all of that? So, yeah, that was, like, more clear. Oh, and there was no controversy surrounding this book. Like, I searched it up, and there's, like, no news articles on it or anything. So, let's get into it. Let's do this plot summary. So, the book picks up a month after what happened in the last book. You know, you've got Morgana becoming the Empress, kind of throwing this whole coup. She's killed a bunch of people. And now she's like destroyed half the cities in the Empire. Just basically, what she's started doing is she is arresting anybody who was part of the um, Aphanite trafficking trade and whatever and killing them. But she's also like taking other people and just everybody's kind of dying. And the cities are kind of destroyed. So. Anna and Ramson are, um, back in Novo Minsk or wherever, where that big party in Curlin's estate is. They're both there for two separate reasons, so they split up, and the book opens with Ramson, and he is getting information from this lady named Olusha, Olasha. I forget her name, something like that, whose husband is missing, and she's part of Curlin's group, but he, basically, she tells Ramson that Curlin's gone to Bruggen, and he's taken her husband, and, uh you know, all that jazz and that gives him that information. Meanwhile, Anna is meeting with, what was this guy's name? Sayan? Something like that. Who is the second in charge of the Red Cloaks, if who you remember are the revolutionaries who they really want to just abolish the whole monarchy, which is kind of a problem. But if you remember, her friend Yuri is in charge of the whole group. So she, Yuri had told her in the first book that when she was ready to join to let him know and then they would, like, support each other. So, now she's, like, Yuri and the Red Cloaks are going to help me get my throne back. Plot twist, no, because they want to abolish the monarchy. So, they do not want her. And, uh, yeah. So, then Saiyan is, like, absolutely not and then tries to kill her. But that actually happens, like, 15, 40 pages later. So, then Anna, like, leaves and she's all, like, defeated that, oh my god, they're not going to help me. What the heck? And, uh, She, uh, Ramson and her are supposed to meet somewhere. Some dudes are there and trying to attack Ramson. So he kills them and then he has to leave. Anna gets distracted by, uh, you know, Morgana's forces coming and trying to kill everybody. And so she saves some people and everybody's like, oh my God, the princess is alive. And now the people are like calling her red tigress and they're like, oh my God, she's so great. She almost dies. But then Shamira, who was the fortune teller lady, not a fortune teller. That was wrong. Emma, the unseer, you know, she can see the time future and past, saves her, brings her back to her cottage. And um, she's actually kind of important in this book. So, she saves her. Then Anna leaves and is like, oh, no, they'll come after you. So, Anna goes back to try and find Ramson and then gets stabbed by Saiyan, who is like, time to die. And then she almost dies. Ramson, meanwhile, is trying to find her. And he ends up, like, somehow figuring out to go to Shamira's. I don't remember how that happened. And then sees Shamira um, being arrested by... Morgana's forces and taken away and her house gets burned burned down but before it gets burned down she leaves this little hint and something that she says about like going inside the house whatever so Ramson goes in he sees this painting of her her, like four of her prediction her sight whatever that it's like Anna in an ocean so he's like all right I gotta go to Goldport which is like where the red cloaks are so Anna ends up not dying and she's like I'm gonna go to the Gold Coast and the gold, po- the golden port coast. I don't know what this place is called now. I'm getting it confused with Australia because of Married at First Sight Australia version, which is just so wild. Definitely would recommend, especially this season six. There's some shady stuff going on. Anyways, much like there's shady stuff going on in the Bragonian government, which we're gonna get into in a little bit. So both of them are making their way there. And then also we have a third storyline. If you remember Lynn, she's the wind F night that Ramson gets to help Anna. Um, she ends up getting captured by, uh, Morgana's forces and is like locked away and they're going to kill her. But then this Jaeger, do you remember the Jaeger? He can like take people's powers off or whatever, he ends up being thrown in the jail as well because he is saying he no longer wants to support Morgana because she's killing innocent children. And that's where he draws the line. He draws the line at killing innocent children. And his name turns out is Cass. That's how I'm gonna call what I'm gonna call him, Cass. And because I don't know how to say his name actually. And I didn't look it up. And he's like, we're gonna escape together. She obviously doesn't trust him because the two of them almost battled to death in the first book. But they end up uh escaping together through a series of events and he ends up revealing that the reason he was like taken from his mother when he was younger and so he's served and like tried to like find his mom and whatever blah 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 you it's clearly obvious and he says that his mom's name is Shamira who from the first book we know I talked about her earlier and from the first book we know that she lost her son and she's been staying in the Cerulean Empire for so many years because she's been trying to find him. So, great. But Lynn doesn't know this, so she cannot tell him this connection, which causes issues later on. So, they end up being like, we got to go to the Golden Coast as well because Lynn knows that's where Anna's going to be, but she doesn't trust him yet. But there's also distinctly romantic vibes coming off between the two of them, let me just say. So, anyways, we show up at the Golden Coast or whatever this place is called, Golden Port, whatever, and Anna ends up meeting with Yuri and ends up meeting his mom, who has the same name as the princess in the Seven Realms series, and his sister, and they end up having a conversation where, basically, Anna's like, look, the people like me, and Yuri's like, look, I cannot help you if you're gonna still want to be a monarch, because monarchs are bad, and so then Anna's like, well, what if I say no, because Yuri's trying to convince her to, like, just give up her plan of being on the throne, and whatever, because monarchs are all evil, and blah, 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 and then, before anything can happen, uh, you know, Morgana's forces show up, and they, like, bomb the place. It's not an actual bomb, but, like, the whole place goes on fire, and, uh, meanwhile, Ramson had found some lady to give him passage to Bregan because he thinks he's gonna have to meet Anna there, but he ends up finding her, and then Lynn and Cass also show up all at the same time when this, like, explosion happens, and they all escape and then run onto the boat to go to Bregan because, oh, i forgot the other thing that Alusha told Ramson was that, um, Bregan has some sort of device, some sort of thing that can, can give them extra affinities. And Lynn and Kass saw an example of that on the road. They saw some dude with a, with a fire and an ice affinity and he ended up going crazy and dying. So, you know, that sounds dangerous. So, like, okay, they get on this boat and they're going to go to Bregan because Anna wants to warn Bregan about Morgana trying to get this device And she wants to form an alliance with them so that they can help her get her country back. You know, they've got the strongest Navy. If you remember, Ramson is from Bregan and his dad is the Admiral, which is like the second highest position in the government. I was wrong in the last one. He's second highest. And so they show up and Ramson is a little baby and he's like, I can't go back there. So I'm going to show you how to get to the Blue Fort, which is like where both the Navy trains and where the government is. And I'm going to go after Curlin. I'm going to kill Curlin. And I'm not gonna deal with my past and my father and my half sister. Well, it turns out the half sister finds them. Her name is Sorcha, and she's insane. She's crazy. And they have this whole fight, and then they end up convincing her to bring him, to bring all of them to the court to go see his dad and whatever. And while they're there, nobody's taking Anna seriously until she uses her blood affinity. And then they're suddenly interested, which that's us. But at the time, I didn't. I was like, whatever. Now they just know she's powerful. And she's like, I want... She's trying to get answers like, do you guys have this device? Like, Morgana's trying to get it. And everybody's like, we don't know what you're talking about. And blah, blah, blah. And then she ends up finding that it does exist. And that, so Bregan is currently being ruled by their, their king is like a 14 year old boy. So his mom is supposed to be the queen regent, but nobody will produce her. Turns out she's dead and they've been trying to kill the king and poisoning him. So he's been acting strange because he's pretending. He's pretending that he's actually being poisoned, but he's actually pouring it out the window. And, uh, just wild. Ramson's dad is like, if you tell Anna to agree to undergo some testing experimentation on her affinity, if we can study her or whatever, then we'll give her the troops that she wants. And Ramson does not trust his dad. His dad's always like, you can't trust love. Love makes you weak, blah, 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 which then is a whole thing. So Ramson, uh, ends up going to try and find Curlin and finds out he's got some sort of ship, and it's like, hmm, interesting, because the ship lady captain who drove them, drove them, who sailed them there, his name is Daya, and she was, like, scoping the whatever out, so he hears screams, but it's too late, so he's got to go back the next day. Anyways, meanwhile, Anna, Lynn, and Cos are, like, trying to find some answers. They end up figuring out that this thing is called, I don't know what it's called, but it uses Sea Rock, which is only in Bregan, and it, like, you put it on. It's kind of like a wrist cuff thing. And then you can like have somebody's powers in it. I feel like I'm skipping over stuff. But I don't really care. So then basically then the main plot shows up and it's like the way that they put those powers in is that they have to drain them from somebody by getting their blood and putting it in the thing. Sea rock like absorbs it or something. And only one person has ever successfully wielded this weapon, which the name is escaping me still. And it turns out that's Sorcha, who apparently, I think she has an iron or a steel um, affinity, and but her dad has turned her into a literal monster and keeps a black stone collar on her neck, which basically means she can't ever use it unless her dad unlocks the thing. And she's also convinced Kas to betray all of them because they're like, guess what? Morgana stole your mom, and if you betray us, we're going to kill your mom. So he's like, oh my god. And so then we're like, oh my god, because, you know, we're just starting to trust this cast guy. We're just like, maybe you aren't the worst. And then he betrays them and you're like, ugh. Then Ramson finds out he sneaks onto the boat the next day, you know, and he sees Curlin and he sees that he has his own version of whatever device thing. They've put it on this woman's missing husband and he's being tortured. Like he's about to die, man. He's not looking good. And he accidentally makes a noise and Curlin finds him and then they tie a bunch of weights onto him and throw him off the boat to kill him, but Daya gets him out. At this point, you also find out that Curlin's master plan is that he's aligned with Morgana and he is going to um, kill everybody with all his forces that are there at the Blue Fort and then become king of Bregan. And yeah, so that's not great. So, Ramson's like I gotta get there, so he races there. Him and Anna end up meeting. She's kind of found out some of the stuff from Lynn of what's going on. So Lynn and Cass, oh then Lynn, Cass, and Anna, me, and they like fight with Sorcha or something. But Sorcha like runs away, and then Lynn and Cass are like we're gonna go um save all the trafficked F knights in the basement in the dungeons. So they go to do that, and then. Anna, like, goes to find Ramson or whatever. Ramson, meanwhile, oh, she chases after Sorcha. Sorcha goes to their father's room where Ramson has also gone for this final confrontation about he has also been working on this thing. Sorcha shows up, kills the dad, takes his key, unlocks the collar, and now she can use all her powers and, like, almost kills Ramson. Then Anna shows up and I think there's a fight. I don't know. Then she escapes and then the two of them are like, oh my god, we got to get to the court because Curlin's already massacring everybody and they have to, um, ring the war bells because his forces, his Na- Morgana's Navy forces are in the water coming to attack the country. So, you know, they're running and, but before they can get there, they share a kiss in the rain. So let's just pause for a moment. There was a kiss, some romantic stuff. And then they go in there, Ramson almost rings the bells, but his sister, like, I don't know, something. Attacks him and like breaks his arm or something, so he falls. And then Curlin's gonna torture him again. Blah blah blah, the same old deal. Anna ends up making it and ringing the bells. They fight. Then they're kind of losing because Sorcha's like insanely powerful, having all these different affinities, and she's wild. She's just killing everybody on both sides. And then Lynn, Cass, and the other affinity Knights show up, and there's this whole battle, and they've pretty much killed everybody. Sorcha disappears. I don't know where she went, and then it's just Curlin left, and he grabs Lynn, and he's basically like, if you kill me, I'm going to kill your friend, blah, 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 and Lynn is like, that's fine, kill him, and he ends up pushing her off the thing. Ramson stabs Curlin in the heart, and he dies, surprisingly. I did not think he was going to die. Lynn falls off this cliff. Cass jumps after her, and uses his Jaeger abilities to help her, like, live, except she shatters her arm, so now she, like, her one arm is, like, useless forever, which that's very unfortunate, and then they decide at the end that, so then the king is, like, okay, I can actually be king now, and they, like, root out all the bad people, you know, and he says to Anna that he'll give her all these troops so she can go back. She asked Ramson to go with him and he says, no. And I'm just like, oh my God. He's like, I've accepted a position from the king to root out the rest of Curlin's people in the country. And it's very annoying. And then Lynn and Cass also don't go with Anna and they're going to Camaria, which is Lynn's home country that she was trafficked from. And they're going back there and they're going to like warn the people or whatever. And then Anna sends a Falcon with a note to Yuri that says, Red Tigris returns, prepare for war. And Yuri hires Saiyan back on after like previously being like, You're out, you can't try and kill my friend and being like, Saiyan, go back and do your duty and kill Anna. And it's just, like, so annoying because basically what happens is he had escaped the whole thing, but he comes back to Golden Port or Gold Coast or whatever this place is called and sees that his mom is dead and all these people are dead. And he's like, monarchies will only kill and whatever. So, he's like, we're going to kill them all. And that's how the book ends. So, yeah, there we go. Let's get into the discussion section. I feel like let's just, I'm at the ending. Let's just talk about how I felt about how it ended. I hated hated how it ended. I did not like it at all. But mostly what I didn't like was that everybody split up at the end. Like, especially, we all know I'm already mad at Ramson. I've already told that. I've already hinted at the fact that I'm annoyed with him. And he gets his whole own section in this discussion section about how annoyed I am with him. Like, and then his whole thing at the end is like, maybe I made the wrong choice, but I made the right choice because I got to cut off from Anna now because love makes you weak and she's going to become the empress and the empress can never be with me. So I'm just going to stop this now before I get hurt. Like, bruh, she needs you still. She still needs you to win back her empire. Okay. She still needs you to do that. And you've decided to be a little baby and not help her. I was upset. Lynn and Kas also don't go back with Anna. I'm just like, what was the point? What was the point? of making them her, like, alliance people just to cut- just now they're gone. So, like, my guess is that in the third book, there's going to be another storyline with the two of them as they're going to this other country and something else horrible is going to be happening there that they have to deal with. But it's just, like, so annoying because it's, like, who is Anna even going to be, like, strategized with or be friends with in the third book when she's cut off with all her allies? They're either dead, decided to try and kill her, like Yuri, or have all- like, gone their separate ways. Ugh. That's just, like, a trope I'm not f- here for. I love that found family, like, we're all going to come together sort of vibe. I hate that, okay, now we're just going to break up and go our separate ways. Well, sometimes that's okay when the the found family forced and it's not actually found family, but in this case, it's like, there's still one more book, and so now she's just going to try and fight evil Morgana by herself? Hmm, sounds fake but okay. Like obviously in this last book, somehow they're all going to connect up together again, but I just don't, I'm just kind of like annoyed with it. I'm annoyed. Uh, yeah. So basically what annoyed me was just that they all decided that they were going to just cut their ties from each other. Yeah. I don't think so. That sounds fake as anything. If you notice, I'm very heated, but I'm also not swearing because I don't swear usually. Anyways, So, let's just keep going with this Ramson hate because I'm still annoyed with him. I'm still heated just thinking about it. Ramson's characterization and choices in this book, like, I don't know if I just read him wrong in the first book. Like, if I just was thinking too well of him, like, just expected too much from him. But in this book, like, I don't understand because he literally reverted back to his selfishness. I like literally my bullet point that I have written down for the last book was Ramson as self-serving to almost self-sacrificing. And this book, the only thing he was was selfish for the most part. There was like little tiny glimmers where he wasn't, but he was mostly just selfish. And it's just frustrating to me that we have his whole development in the first book and it's just basically completely thrown away in the second book. And like I get he came back home where he saw his dad who's like messed him up and is throwing all these things about love makes you weak in his head and like all this other nonsense. So like maybe that helps him revert back to the other thing. But like it just really frustrated me. It really really made me upset that it's, like, okay, so we have Ramson as being selfish, and the thing is, it's not even just, like, that he did selfish things. In his sections of the, in his point of view sections of the book, like, multiple times that you have him, like, in his mind thinking, like, I'm a selfish person. Uh, I do selfish things. I only care about myself, when we already know that's not true because he cares about Anna, and so he just, but he does do the selfish thing by deciding that doesn't want his heart to be broken even though she literally kissed him and like she's gonna be rewriting the rules anyway so why can't she rewrite the rules to marry him or date him I don't like why not you know but he really really made me upset like just basically everything he did was very selfish and it's like what was the whole point of his development in the first book that I literally talked about how much I enjoyed it for the second book to just trash it you know I don't know, like, his development in this book should have been him coming home, dealing with his demons, dealing with the fact that his father, like, was the worst, dealing with the fact that his best friend died there, dealing with his sister, whatever, like, dealing with the, like, the repercussions of, like, I was a bad person for seven years doing shady things, but I can change and be good again. Like, that should have been his arc for the second book instead of him being, like, turns out I'm still selfish and I believe that love makes you weak, so I gotta leave Anna before she can leave me. And that's just tired. I'm just, you know, I'm looking for something, like, wired, not tired. I feel like that's not the saying. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Anyways, so let's, let's move on from that and let's talk about Sorcha, his half-sister, who was literally so crazy? Like she was, yeah, she was insane. Her the way she was characterized in the way that um, she came across reminded me a lot of Catherine from um, the Harley Merlin series, and just that she was so just crazy and unlikable, and it's just like self righteous and all this different stuff. And I'm just like, oh. But the whole point of Sorcha is that she's supposed to be a foil to Anna and this is, like, kind of hit you, like, I read this in an interview, but then also, like, it's kind of obvious at the end when Anna's like, this could have been me if I didn't have my brother or Yuri or May, or other people showing me that my affinity doesn't make, or my, yeah, my affinity doesn't make me a monster and whatever. So, the whole thing is that Anna is just as, oh my god, you guys, I forgot one of the, two of the most important parts of the end plot. At the end, Sorcha, takes Anna's affinity away from her and puts it in her little device thing. So, Anna no longer has her affinity and every single other person who has been drained of their affinity goes insane and crazy and dies within a couple months. So, yikes. And um, Lynn, Sorcha or Curlin or somebody, I don't remember, clamps the last um, device that they have, you know, this like, power. I really don't remember what it's called. You know what I'm talking about. On her. And she is struggling because she cannot control that. I believe that happened. So, wow. I can't believe I forgot those things. But Anna losing her affinity is actually really important because previously the only fighting she has done is with it. She's not skilled with knives or swords or like physical fighting or anything like that. So, that'll be interesting to see if in the last book she just kind of moves into, like, a strategy role. Like, she's just a strategist because she cannot, you know, physically fight anymore. And it'll also be interesting if she ever gets her affinity back because I almost feel like she has to, but I don't know how she would, you know? But anyways, like, the whole thing is the two of them are supposed to be a foil, Sorcha and Anna, because... Anna had love when Sorja just had her father's hate because he hated that she was a daughter and whatever so she he turned her into a weapon but like also at the same time was like verbally abusing her or whatever I don't know and so like you see that Anna had this love from her brother and some other people that allowed her to like not become the monster that she thought she was whereas Sorja was told she was a monster and then believed it and turned into one and is now aligned with um Morgana so interesting stuff there. Um, let's see. What else do I have? Old versus new predictions. I was correct that, uh, Sorcha Ramson's half-sister was going to be a major part. I did not expect it to go down like that, though. Um, the romance. I thought there was going to be no kiss until book three, so that was a shock. Let's also just, like, pause a moment because you know that I'm here for the relationship between the two of them. But also, at this point, I'm so annoyed with Ramson. I'm like, Anna, yeah, you don't want to be with this man. He kind of sucks. Like, I'm really upset with him right now. But like, Loki was shocked that this kiss happened. But I guess for Ramson to then like be a baby and run away, it had to happen. So I'm still thinking the romance between them will like fully be flushed out at the end. But like, like in the last book, but now I almost feel like there's not going to be any romance until like the very end when it's like they win. and It's like, okay, now we can be together. I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, Predictions for like how it's going to end. I will say I already made some of them like about this romance. I think that all their storylines will end up intersecting again. Sorcha, there's going to be a confrontation with her. I feel like she's going to be like I feel like she's going to die before Morgana dies, if that makes sense. Uh, I, you know what, actually, I feel like she's probably still in Bregan somewhere and Ramson's going to run into her and then after that whole conver- confrontation, be like, I have to go back to Cerulean, and back to Anna or something like that. I don't know. Well, like I said, like, the more I'm talking, like, I've been able to release my anger and frustration with this book, so the more likely I feel like I would be to read the last one. But the one thing I thought about was, like, I don't know if I'd want to reread these other two books to get myself ready for the last one. So, maybe I would just listen to myself speak the plot summary, and that would help me out in a year from now. I don't know. That's a thought. That's an interesting thought. I'm gonna have to hold that. And then... I guess the last thing I wrote down was choices, and I wrote Koss versus Ramson versus Lin versus Sorcha versus Anna, just that all of them made very different, interesting choices, and I feel like I talked about this a little bit with them splitting up, and, like, I talked about Anna versus Sorcha as a foil, but then, like, Koss, like, really annoyed me just, like, so much. I always get annoyed with the characters in the books being like, oh, I guess I'm gonna betray you because of, like, this thing, even though I know that I'm just going to get backstabbed after I do this thing for the evil person. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm I'm just not here for it. And, like, I get it. Like, it's your mom and whatever. I don't know. But I was really, like, really, dude? You're going to betray them right now after I just decided maybe you weren't going to do that? Mm, that's not a great look for you. I also feel like, Cass and Lynn are going to have some romance in this last book. I don't know. And the final thing, even though I said that the choices was the final thing, is all the point of views. You guys, if you've listened to my podcast before, you might know that I don't mind a dual perspective. You know, I actually really like it. However, I hate just random one chapter point of views of people. Like, Shamira had a point of view for one chapter and then we never saw it again stupid. Like, we already knew what happened from Ramson being there. She did not need to have that. Like, well, I guess actually what her point of view was, was Morgana being like, tell the future for me, and her being like, no. Like, come on. That could have just been, like, we didn't need her to have her own chapter. I was, like, annoyed about that, and then the epilogue was just Yuri, and, like, I understand why that was, but I don't know. I'm just, I just don't, no. So, yeah, that's kind of where I think I'm going to leave it. Obviously, this book was kind of a miss for me, to be honest. There was parts, like, I thought I, once I got to the part where, like, in the middle of the book, I was actually really enjoying it, and then I was, like, reading the end, and I was enjoying that as well, kind of, and then, like, the last 30 pages really just, like, killed the mood and really turned me off of this book from, like, me kind of like not wanting to read it, but was kind of enjoying it when I did read it. To me, being like, I don't even know if I want to read the third book because this ending made me so mad. That's the thing if you like make me mad enough, out of spite, I'm gonna cut you because one of my favorite TV shows, A Million Little Things, came back the second part of season three. And I'm no spoilers. But the choice they made with the Maggie-Gary storyline, which is my personal favorite storyline and I love them so much, but they're currently not together, made me very upset. And I don't think I can watch the show with the current storyline. Like, there would not really be a way for them to undo that for me to, like, be able to watch the show again. So I'm kind of upset about it, but that first season is so good. So I would recommend the first season of the show. And then after that, it's not as good. But we're going to end it there. Next week, I am going to be talking about The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner, I think is who it's by. It was my March book of the month pick, which I'm just now picking up at the very end of March and we uh, will be finishing in April. So that's fun. And uh, now to my ending section where I just kind of plug my stuff. Make sure that you like, subscribe, rate my podcast, whatever the heck you can do with podcasts, because that's going to help me out a ton. It's going to help other people find me. Shout out to all my uh, one-time listeners of my guest list episode. It is now my most listened episode after only two weeks being online. I mean, I guess at this point it would be three or four weeks, but thank you everybody for listening to that. And please like, subscribe, rate it. I don't think you can, whatever because that's going to help me out a ton. Also go check out my Instagram at I read a book Once blog. I post fun photos and I don't know. I just have a good time there. And you can also DM me your thoughts and opinions on this book, on other books I've covered, books you think I should cover this episode, whatever. You could also send me an email at I read a book Once blog at gmail.com or check out my website. I absolutely never update. I read a book Once So with all of that being said, I will catch you guys next time.